You're listening to Real Estate with Kevin Turner on News Talk 4BC. 25 minutes to nine, more news at nine o'clock. We're talking real estate. And uh, as we draw to a close, 2020 uh, draws to a close, the national housing market has responded to the unprecedented economic stimulus packages as well as record low lending rates. We saw our lending rates stay on hold again this week and you know, that wasn't really a surprise. Most people predicted that. But uh, it's bounce back, bouncing back so well that, in fact, Louis Christopher is predicting dwelling prices will rise between 5 and 9% with the city of Perth to be the outperformer, followed by Sydney and Adelaide. But where's Melbourne? Louis Christopher joins me. G'day, Louis. How are you doing? Good morning there, Kevin. Nice to be with you once again. Indeed. Nice to be with you too. Now, you're predicting Perth to be the, uh, the outperformer. It's had a rough couple of years, Louis, hasn't it? more than just had a rough couple of years. It's been a bad for property owners since uh, 2013, really. Has it really? Uh, wow. Yeah. Seven yeah, years, goodness. Yeah, seven years. And indeed, the median house price is, is currently lower than where it was in 2008. Uh, so, yeah, the, the market has, done, uh, has gone backwards there, has done nothing in a long time. This is as a result of the last commodities bust which effectively happened at the end of 2013 with a whole bunch of mining projects coming to an end and no new projects coming on stream. And that meant a lot of uh, temporary miners, uh, the flying flyers, as they called them, mm. uh, basically had to move on from Perth and then basically went back to their city of their birth in, in many respects. Uh, so Perth went through a, a period where uh, popu- population growth was negligible, rents fell pretty significantly, down by about 15% or more. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a harsh time, but we've, we've seen a turnaround in the rental market for Perth now. Yeah, in fact, in your report, in your boom and bust report, which I want to focus on, uh, you're saying that if all the planets align, and I think it's your third scenario, you're predicting that values in Perth could go up by as much as 10 and 15%, making it the best performer right across the country. This is this is right, Kevin. Uh, yeah, you say all the planets aligned, and, mm. and a lot a lot has to go right in that scenario right. uh, yeah. regarding coronavirus and so forth. But regardless, um, no matter which scenario we've run, we think Perth is going to be the upper former. Uh, right now, uh, rental vacancy rates are back below one percent. Mm. Rents actually rose in 2020 by 9%, mm. and housing prices did start finally turning up, but only marginally. Um, it, it's basically, the market's risen by about 1% this year. When we've seen, um, when we've seen uh, our rental shortage like we've seen, uh, currently seeing in Perth, it normally translates into a lot stronger buying activity, as it did in the last commodities boom uh, from 2003 through to 2012. Uh, and in that, that market, prices basically more than doubled in Perth. Um, and in one year, they did rise by over 20%. Uh, so what we're suggesting here is not without precedent. I want to have a look at Brisbane because um, if we look at a similar scenario, the, the best possible scenario for Perth, if that were to happen... Uh, you know, and all the planets did align. Even in Brisbane, you're looking at the top end of around nine to ten percent 
in growth. What what do you think is real realistic for Brisbane? Uh, because uh, I think the last twelve months we've seen growth, uh, according to your report, of around three and a half percent. That's right. The, the forecast we have for our base case scenario in Brisbane is that prices will rise between four to eight percent. We think that that's going to happen predominantly on the outer ring, specifically the east, uh, the south, particularly the Beanley Corridor uh, between the Gold Coast and Brisbane, where the, the, the no vacancy rate sign is mm. out there right now. Yeah, tremendous growth through that area. Uh, absolutely, mm. uh, like what I've never seen before. Um, and a little bit of the north as well, but the inner ring, we're not expecting much growth at all. And that's because right now in Brisbane, once again, we're seeing an oversupply of CBD units. Um, and that'll put a bit of a dampener on things in the, in the, in the city area. It will definitely be the case in Brisbane that houses will be in demand, less so units. People are looking for bigger properties because they're working from home more often as a result of coronavirus. It will be one of the permanent changes we'll see in society, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, interesting. And I, I think that, that wave, that uh, appreciation in value for houses over units is not just in Brisbane, it's right around the country. Yes, yes, that is true. Uh, more so... Uh, Sydney, uh, Melbourne, we've mentioned Brisbane. Let's say personally enough that the Perth unit market's actually done okay uh, this year. Um, we we haven't seen there. a lot of development, though. A lot of development was put on hold, wasn't it, in Perth? Spot on. So, yeah, yeah. as a result of the downturn, uh, the developers have been le- you yeah. know, avoiding Perth like a play. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, for lack of better words. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, the unit market in Perth has held up, but the other cities, no. Units have not really been the asset class of choice uh, for some obvious reasons. Uh, that the big changes we've discussed before is people being looking to move away from the CBD. They want to get away from high density areas because of coronavirus. Now, we do think that once coronavirus is behind us, we'll see a little bit of a reversal from that, uh, where people will come back to the city for all the amenities, for all the good things that cities offer. Uh, but for now, the here and now, uh, when we look at the leading indicators and, and what has happened this year, uh, I, I would suggest that houses will do a lot better than units. Your uh, boom and bust report, the Christopher Housing boom and bust report, is available. Just go to sqmresearch.com.au. It's available there. 60 pages in the report, very, very extensive. Louis, uh, thank you very much for sending me a copy. Tremendous read uh, and goes into great detail and all the postcodes right around the country. A lot of work goes into this, so uh, pick it up for yourself. Christopher's Housing Boom and Bust Report, uh, sqmresearch.com.au. Lou, just before I let you go, you've, you've, you've got some misgivings on the longer-term consequences of the stimulatory policies that have been put in place. Tell me why. Yes, well... We've got a situation here where, rightly or wrongly, uh, the, the federal government and the Reserve Bank of Australia have intervened this year into the economy, which we're glad that they've done that. They've also, of course, intervened in the housing market. Uh, and that's fine. That's probably what would have avoided a housing crash that uh, could have played out this year if it wasn't for that intervention. But... Uh, I do have some um, misgivings over the long term in terms of that, you know, if we're going to see a situation where the government will not allow the housing market to correct at all uh, or, or have a major correction, that's going to play badly out for affordability over the long term and home ownership levels over the long term. 
And indeed, when you think about it, over the last 15 years, we've had first home owners grant schemes, we've had multiple interest rate cuts, yet home ownership levels are still being falling. Uh, and uh, I think sometimes the market needs to correct on its own. And when I talk about the markets, I'm, I think the government's more focused on, say, the two largest markets. Yep. Sydney and Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, there has, of course, been corrections in Brisbane. There's been corrections in Perth, as we've just discussed. Uh, but they, are, of course, represent uh, a large component of the economy. Uh, and it does seem to me that housing overall is becoming front and centre of the economy. And I, I don't think that's necessarily a great thing uh, over the long term. It's a personal view, but I, I'd like to see housing more disassociated from the economy. Mm. Mate, we're out of time, but thank you very much. I want to give it uh, another mention. The boom and bust report by Louis Christopher, sqmresearch.com.au. Louis, thanks for giving us your time this morning. Thank you, Kevin.